Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back Hello. to the Triforce Podcast. Good morning. Morning. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you are. Yeah. Sips. Yeah. How are you doing oh, on the island? Man, just great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Oh. And P Flex, fresh out of hospital from heart having heart surgery. <laughs> Holy shit. How did it go, Flex? I I take it you survived. I did survive. Um, good, good. It was a, uh, it was quite the experience. I haven't, right. I haven't. The last operational procedure that I had of any note was when I had my tonsils out, and that was when I was like thirteen. So right. I, I went in to have a mole removed from my back. It took like two minutes. So other than that, I've, you know, I've not really had the full operating that theater count. and everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could do that with scissors, right? Right. That's. I um, mean, they yeah. did. They just made me bend over in the waiting room and just. In fact, that's the up. recommended way of doing it. I mean. Yeah, um, but this was uh, this was a whole this was a whole trial, really. I I, I headed in at about. I got there for about midday, uh, and I got home at about eleven p.m. So it was only about eleven hours total, but it it was a lot of waiting around, and then about two hours of. Genuine humiliation, discomfort, and pain, and at times fear. I would say would be how right. it went. Oh, good Lord. Um, so, to, to give you guys, for anyone that, that maybe is listening to this episode in uh, in isolation, um, I, I had a, I had uh, and still have uh, something called supraventricular tachycardia, which is when your heart races out of control, like upward of 180 BPM. So mine is 200. Uh, to 220 when I have an attack. And uh, I had three of these that required an injection of something called adenosine that stops it. You'll have right. to yeah. see previous episodes it, it, to, to find it's out. It's not more. like when, um, you know, something happens, like the doorbell rings in the middle of the night or something and your heart's pounding. It's, it's not <laughs> like that. Your greatest fear, a house no. visitor. Yeah. Oh my God, it, someone's coming to my house. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is, this is faster than you could conceivably ever get your heart through anything, really. Like... You know, I've I've done exercise. I've had sex. Uh, my heart still doesn't you get have? up to that. <laughs> I have Lucky. at least twice. Uh, in Lucky. fact, just to what's confirm, it, what's it, it was like? twice. Gosh. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Nice, um, nice, nice. But uh, it, it, it's your heart rate. You know, th this is. Would you like, say anything's anything's better than it than sex um, or a massive heart rate than than sex? Yeah, there's loads of things <laughs> that are as good and maybe even better than sex. It's, the sex older is, you get, I guess, definitely. Like, yeah. um, like for example, just like sitting down and reading a newspaper in oh, silence. A really good cup of tea, <laughs> like. Honestly, having, just having a cigar. I, you're right. There are certain things like uh, like having a drink of water yeah. after after you're really, a long really uh, parched. after a long walk on your Zimmer frame. Yeah, That's a good after one having sex. Yeah, <laughs> having a oh, yeah. having a much needed drink of water. I mean, I, I do um, think sex gives you a satisfaction level in your bones. Almost, it feels like you know, yes, like the goal achieved because it's like that's the whole purpose of us. As as living things really is is to have sex. Regardless, you know our body doesn't know that uh, you know there's not going to be a baby as, as a result of this sex. Our body's just like, well, job done. We can now 
die happily and you get a, a deep sense of calm and peace. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I just feel like I, I've done my, my role as a human no, being. No, it is absolutely <laughs> um, like hacking your hormones or whatever. Like yeah. there's, there's this thing, isn't there, about how there's certain... You get certain hormones from cuddling and certain hormones from like exercise and certain hormones. Different and, hormones and from like... nutting on someone's face. That's a that's a. But whole it's also supposed to be the drugs thing, isn't it? Like heroin or whatever is supposed to had you know fuck with that hormone. Yeah. So it's kind of that's why people get addicted to it because mm. it's very much like this thing that you can't get from other sources necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I could be yeah, talking I shit. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah no, but it you're supposed right to. to yeah, a lot of people talk about how they're supposed to try and hack their hormones. Do you do you, do you hear about this like no. movement almost? No, no I, I don't read as widely or as deeply as you do. Apparently, well, into the corners of the internet, it's, it's like you know, there's like different things that you're supposed to do and try and you know like keep your body in shape in order to i think there's this like list of like four or five hormones that you get from and different locations you can get them from and you're supposed to try and you know like this is why you should try and do a little bit of exercise every day and also i don't know hold hands with a dog and right. just i don't know mm. do do stuff like um that humans should do man i love holding um, hands with dogs like that's the best yeah they don't like it like it. makes you feel my good. dog doesn't like it when you hold her paw she sort of looks at your hand holding her paw and then she looks at you and then she tries to pull it away they don't right. like it right they, they right. Really don't well, you like have it. to train them you have to train them to like it <laughs> okay <laughs> I will try that. That's <laughs> it's the same with humans. You just gotta, yeah. you gotta convince them that it's the play. That's the play. Wear them down over a long period of time. That's break, right. Break, break their spirit. But yeah. So anyway, so I went in and I was there for uh, a couple of hours while they, you know, they wanted to make sure that I wasn't eating anything basically because the way the procedure goes, you're you're conscious. Like they give you local anesthetic, and so they need to keep you awake. They need to induce uh, an attack of of SVT, so they want to sort of get your heart racing. So, because th this was this was a procedure called an ablation, which is basically they're going to burn part of your heart. Right. So your heart is covered in these tiny nerve clusters and lines and cables and everything, and that's the route that the electrical signals take from the top part of your heart that spreads down in a sort of uh, expanding pattern to make it all beat in the right sequence. And the problem right. with SVT is that as the electricity goes down your heart it sort of hits a circuit breaker and comes back on itself. So part of your heart is going like crazy, which is why you start to get lightheaded and you get numbness in your, your sort of extremities and um, your blood is not pumping properly. It's a very shallow, inefficient beat. So to fix it, they rewire your heart a little bit by burning these troublesome nerves and hopefully that it, it all carries on from there. So the only way to do this is to essentially go in through the veins in your like left and right of your junk, yeah. basically, the big veins in your groin, because they're nice and visible on top there, and there's nothing in the way you can get right in there, and then those go straight up to your heart. Right. So what they do is they cut in a little bit, and they put these massive uh, cables up there. Like, they put them all the way up through your veins. Right. And then through those cables, they have very fine metal probes and things like that. And one of them, the big cable, has a has a little fucking burner on the end so right. they make these and they they cut they they the, the doctor said to me this should be the only bit that's uncomfortable is when i'm giving you the um local anesthetic in, in your your legs so right. into my thighs right at the top right near my junk they're going to put these injections so i'm wheeled into so the they operating. numb up they numb it all up you can't feel it upper leg and yeah balls. because it's honestly the, the holes that they make are quite quite big like they're probably 
Um, let me think what they'd be comparable to. Jeez, I don't know. They're they're quite big. <laughs> I mean, like a small snake going into like your a, yeah, so you you could like the the width of a thick earthworm. so quite quite it's like out of a sci-fi horror well you wait you wait because it really does get pretty horrible so i'm wheeled in there and they say to me i'm I'm already clenching i know the fact that they're messing around down there i know is already like you think that was the worst of it you think that they're messing around down there is the worst of it they say to me edward we are now going to have to shave quite extensively like you know because i'm quite a hairy dude down there and they were like we're gonna have to shave quite extensively your chest and, jesus christ and, it's and, a jungle <laughs> down here get the, get the shears yeah <laughs> get the machete so we need the explorer's hat they're shaving my chest which i'm used to i've had that like three or four times now so they shave all patches of that and they're sticking all these God, jesus it's a jungle in here it is literally I think, a jungle i think i found some lost treasure indiana fucking <laughs> jones a, is gonna pop there's out. a pyramid in here with a pre-columbus civilization <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the worst part was that they cover the rest of you with a sheet, and but they've got a special sheet with like a letterbox-sized hole that went right over my penis and testicles. So nice. they oh. are just hanging like, out, um, visible, like a Ku Klux Klan suit, like that. But instead kind of just of covering, you just their eyes show, and it's just their 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 cock and balls. They'd like so that. they're just right. hanging like a, out there like a, in the middle like of the operating theatre, right? Sex show. It was grim, and there's like it's, nine people in this room. And the most awkward part was like they keep coming over to see how I am and to help out with the procedure and everything. You know, they're all there for a reason. They're not just spectators. And every time they come over to talk to me, they'll sort of talk to me and then they'll look at my nuts and my balls and my cock and everything. They'll sort of look hanging out. And then they'll look back at me and then they'll carry on with their work. I'm like, you don't have to have a fucking look. You know, imagine you're in the at the urinal and you you know, you know, you're not carefully peeking at everybody's junk. Well, it felt like they were a little bit. Obviously what they're looking at. I am. I like to I like to compare. I like to see what's out there. You know, I want to wow. make sure that nobody is. Um, That's good for you. You should work in a fucking operating theater. Man, maybe I should. Like, you get to see a lot of dicks in there. You do. You can't yeah. help mm. looking at. You really have to work hard for your eyes not to just pop down there. If there was like a, a completely nude woman in front of me, and I was, I would have to work so hard to not just. I have my eyes. Yeah, but bear in mind that... Especially if I was a medical doctor. <laughs> <laughs> They're like covered, they usually co- they cover like cover over everything though. No. Give you like, um, no. It was just there. Just like out. I could feel the feel the breeze, yeah. So it was right. like re- the reverse of clothes. Right. Like honestly, in any other situation, I would have clothes on that one part. If I could choose one part of my body to have clothes on, it would be my so private parts. So sorry, currently I feel like you are wearing a, sh- a cheap Halloween ghost costume yes. with a letterbox with your cock and balls yes. and the rest of and just your head. Everything your else, fucking yeah, so egg at the my top. head. And so there's an egg. if I were to walk into a room, a white room, all I would see would a floating egg and a cock and balls. Yeah. Uh, partially shaved. Yeah. Like a dream. I assume. Covered in this, um, they, they put this sort of orange uh, disinfectant paint on there. Uh, like it, they oh. slather that all over there. So they've given me this bright orange crotch. And, and they're, I mean, to be fair, you know, they, they've also then shoved cables up my my groin veins. Do you reckon the white orange is like, um, works doubly as, as sort of ha- like a water, like, you know, how the road workers have to wear the orange jackets, the, the fluorescent stuff. Right. Do you reckon like it keeps them aware of where the cotton balls are at all times? <laughs> Frankly, you couldn't so miss there's them. Never any chance there's nothing else to look at. There's nothing else to look at. Them. So the doctor's right. like, he injects the local. And at this point I'm just thinking, well, whatever. I mean, you know, geez, I'm, I don't care if there's like nine people staring at my junk. I just want this over with. And I think this isn't going to be too bad. 
and they've got an x-ray machine which is like a robot so no no one's like manually controlling it they'll just adjust the angle and the whole it's like it's like a big is it, arm. Is it loose? Is it like talking to you and stuff? <laughs> no, Good thank God. Morning, Mr. Flags. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like looking down at your balls occasionally. <laughs> it looks back at me. Mm, I see. Yeah, and it's sort of it, it it's just like rotates. a jungle down there that someone sprayed with Agent Orange. Open it's new like file. What? Smallest penis on record. <laughs> It was uploading it was, uh, to Twitter feed, but it just sort of lurched up and down. It just lurches up and down. So sometimes it's coming right at my head, and other times it's going woo, 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 like all over the place. Right. So I was just like, "Well, I'll just hold still." And there's this big widescreen TV on my left. Luckily, not showing a giant close-up of my junk, but instead showing the X-ray of my heart. And they push these cables. They're about the thickness of a mouse cable. So the cable on your mouse, slightly thicker than that is being pushed up through the veins in your groin all the way to your heart. So when they're inserting okay. these cables, you can feel it going inside you and bumping past things. And as it's going past them, you'll feel these weird sensations. Like, imagine if you kind of needed the loo a little bit and someone pushed on your kidneys, you'd kind of feel like you needed a wee, right? Yeah. And if someone pushes in your stomach, you kind of feel that. So imagine this cable is sort of, oops, excuse me, uh, oops, uh, just bumping past it feels like oh, it was yep, that's bumping past it. Oh, it was really yep. weird and that and quite okay. uncomfortable. So when it went past the part, it felt like my back hurt because it's obviously bumping against some spinal thing. And then when it went past my, my stomach, I felt hungry and it was bizarre. And then it got up to my heart. And at that point, they fed all these cables in and your heartbeat is normally obviously very steady. It start, they start basically zapping it with electricity to try and make it go freaky and see which bit they zap to make it go freaky. So they want to induce an attack with electric shocks and chemicals. Holy fuck. Jesus. It's like a rogue American cop is loose, <laughs> or a normal American cop is loose in your it's really heart, weird. just tasering everyone. Literally. And, and just at for one no point reason. they, they had well, the current slightly too high, so other bits of my torso were like freaking out and like clenching and flexing like they were getting minor electric shocks and i was like oh and the doctor said are you right oh, i said well Christ. the right side of my body is just like vibrating and he's like oh the current's too high tom can you bring the current down a little bit and he was like, oh yeah sorry so the other guy on the control desk is sort of pulling all these levers and things he's got like a fucking tesla coil <laughs> right, exactly. there he's got like <laughs> yes, yes, mad science goggles on lower the current he's got his arms held up the charge the electricals he's alive i was already alive <laughs> he's still alive <laughs> so then they've got the x-ray and i can see all these cables in my heart in the x-ray right. they they've got them lined up and they start and they're like oh there it goes and my heart suddenly goes like 200 bpm um and then they're like, right, stop. And they stop everything. They're like, right, let's try and do that again. Because they've got to be sure that they found the right bit. And they do it again. And they're like, right, that's the bit. And they were like, you're very lucky, Mr. Forsyth. I was like, why is that? And they were like, well, it has to be. If The easiest way to do it is if the, the, the problem is on the right side of your heart in an easy to reach place. Otherwise, they have to puncture through your heart to get to the left Otherwise, side. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go to this <laughs> other machine and shrink down uh, to the size of a of an ant. Exactly. And drive this little taxi, uh, which will also be shrunk down, and I'm going to have a cop with me. He's going to have a taser, nice. and he's going to have to come and taser your heart because those bits taser. are very difficult to get to. Yeah. I know this sounds complicated, and you're on a lot of drugs right now, but don't worry. <laughs> It's all perfectly oh, normal. It felt like that. But then we didn't have to do that bit, thank God. Um, so 
Because that would have meant yeah. staying in overnight in a special drain because all your heart bleeds and everything like that. So thankfully that didn't happen. Um, and then they a send drain. Up, yeah, a they drain. put you in the sewer. Yeah. What kind of hospital is this? Did you go? What kind of back alley fucking hospital? <laughs> I, I never said it was a hospital. You just went to. Um, the, you just went into a back I went alley to and um, ATS break and break and tire master. Oh, it's uh, the illegal garage down yeah. the road. <laughs> yeah, mate, we'll re rewire your fucking art in no time. Right back, son. Get his cock out, John. Look at that way. <laughs> yeah, paint um, it orange, John. Paint it orange. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. What's this for? <sighs> I really just think it's funny, mate. This. <laughs> Um, so then they send up the big lad, which is the the ablation tube, and that sort of goes up. And then that one was really uncomfortable. Uh, and I can see the doctor like straining to like push it up there, like he's unblocking a drain. And up it goes. So Christ, sorry, sorry, sorry. So the taser tube was a different tube to the yeah. To the, burn the taser tube, tube is how Christ. they they this like that's got sensors on and electrical thingies to make your heart go nuts. And then the um, ablation thing is like a tiny little burner. I don't know what it looks like. I didn't get a look at it. I didn't I guess look it looks down like a there. little lighter, honestly. Something like that, literally. And they go up there, and then they start burning, and then they'll make oh, another attack happen. Like, I bet you it looks like the fucking cigarette lighter. I, in, I honestly um, think it does. I think it looks like a miniature one of those. Yeah, in a car, um, a car cigarette lighter. People will remember those from from the from eighties. Yeah. So they 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 basically burn a bit, and then they start an attack again. Then they burn a bit, and then they start an attack to to see if they've got it. And we got very close to this one part of your heart that is like a, a really important cluster. Right. And if they burn that, then they have to put a pacemaker in. And you, you have a pacemaker for the rest of your life. And the doctor was like, we don't want to go down that route because you're... He said, his words, you're a young man, which I was the highlight mm. of my day wow. yesterday, mm. to be honest with you. He said, you're a young man. We don't want to give you a pacemaker. And I was like, oh, doctor, you flat me. So they stopped. Man, oh man. So that was that. So they stopped. But it's not 100% perfect fix unfortunately um he was like unfortunately we weren't we, we were still able to in, to induce an episode and ideally when they've done all the burning they can't anymore um but they still were able to get it but it wasn't a full attack they could sort of it was like previously it was like starting an engine and it goes nuts now it's like revving an engine so it goes like that so my heart will accelerate up to a very fast rate, but then just stop again. No. So he said, when your heart heals, like when all the burning and everything is healed, the ablating, then you you might it might be fine. Uh, we might have to you might have to be on medication like permanently, basically to to slow it. Uh, or if I start to feel an attack, I could take beta blockers or something. I don't know, but it, it shouldn't be hopefully as bad as it was. Right. And it should be maybe f less frequent. Um, so I'm hopeful, but yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't a goal. We, we, basically, we have we have to call in VAR, and we're still waiting for the for the result. We're not sure if it crossed the line, but it it doesn't look like it did. Right. So unfortunately, uh, not not the best. But um, so now I I've come home and I can't have a shower for three days, uh, which isn't ideal because I've got quite a lot of blood on me and I have two very large injuries just to the left and right of me uh me crotch basically where they went in. And a lot of bruising, and I feel a bit bit weird. Right. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm fine. Did you, do you feel like somebody has, um, like, invaded you? It, it felt very violating at the time, yeah. because you could feel things wiggling. It was like having snakes in your stomach, uh -huh. like wiggling about. It was like that. But to anyone out there who needs to have an ablation, bear this in mind. The, the pain, I would say, I've had much worse pain at the dentist. Um, the injections, if you can handle an injection, honestly, that's the worst part of it. The rest of it just feels weird 
And it's sort of like the pain of like, imagine if you were sitting uncomfortably, but weren't able to move. It's just that kind of pain, not actual sort of like, ah, you know, sort of pain. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, afterwards, once the local wore off, there's very little pain. It's a bit bit stiff, a bit sore. Um, walking is a bit trickier. You know, you've got to take it easy, but it's really not that bad. Nice. So I, I would say if you, if you are in line for an ablation, don't be worried. Obviously, uh, for dramatic effect, I have made it sound worse. Um, and if you have a massive hog, uh, go for it. That, you know, you can basically everybody has to stare at your massive donger. So oh, if, that, if that's, that's a thing you'd like, go for that it. That sounds perfect for me. That sounds. I need that. Like, we've been on lockdown for so long and stuff. Like I just need somebody right. to just stare at my big Johnson. Like mm -hmm. right. I'm well, at that, yeah. I'm at that point. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm I'm glad that that you went through the uh, experience of having a chest burster. You now know what it feels like to have a chest burster from Alien. Well, you know. Again, I don't want to put anybody off the the operation or, or procedure who, who might be going through it, but um. Yeah, it's it's not it's not as bad as a chest burst, I'd, I'd have to say. Well, it didn't I, I couldn't, burst I, out of the chest; it just slithered mm. back out of your balls area. A ball burst. A ball ball burst. Well, I mean, the other thing, like maybe you know a little bit like what it's like to have a baby grown inside you. Oh, now. I, knew, I knew you'd think something ridiculous like what? that. <laughs> what? Because you feel it like pressing no, on all your organs no. and stuff. It's weird. No, you know, what, for no. like the split second that he had that for, as opposed to like the nine months. Um, <laughs> and the fact that it's a, a, a living thing that you've created and love and all that. And uh, and then at the end of it gets the uh, gets the the joy of passing it through their uh, vajazzle as well. Which is yeah. Okay. How about Flex we do this? How about like Indeed. they had like uh, an inflatable balloon on a on a worm, and they put that into your gutty works, mm. and they like just inflated it over the nine months that your wife was pregnant. So you were both pregnant and you could both experience that joy together, except yours was just- I'll be honest a, with you. A fart. I would really hope that my wife didn't insist that I also went through the, as you put it, joy of pregnancy. Um, <laughs> because you need That's somebody- <laughs> You need somebody who's who's physically capable of bending over to pick things up and uh, whose feet no, don't No, I swell think you should both be like- I think two, it's a terrible idea. Two massively nope. over oversized balls wobbling around hopelessly together nope. for nope. for this to share that experience, and then finally you're lying there next to each other at the end on separate opera, separate <laughs> well, hospital you, beds, you right? turn to the holding and say, hands. I know what you went through now, and she'd fucking punch you in the face so, so hard. No, but but you're passing some really painful gas, like f you're farting out the experience and she's laughing because it's funny and that releases endorphins and that helps the pain get relieved God, I, hope, I hope you're never put in charge of anything close and then you to have ever. maybe a robot baby you get given like a you get given a robot baby this is a series of awful ideas. this whole thing is like one of those things that your kids comes up with eh imagine yeah. imagine <laughs> in minecraft uh you get a, a villager and then you put a dirt on him and then you fly in skies and like it's just going it's everywhere. Like someone, it's like someone <laughs> recounting their dream. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's just how I want it to be. Well, Sorry. But before we recorded today, Mrs. F said to me, "Now, don't go telling people uh, that this is like awful and traumatic and everything, because you, I, I personally hate it when." Um, and I, I see this a lot. And any ladies out there who've been pregnant uh, might be able to back me up. When a woman is pregnant, other women who have had babies insist on telling them their horrific birth stories and how terrifying and awful it is yeah. and like veterans 
who are coming back from the front yeah. and you're one of the replacement it's, that's troops That's a big no-no. No, you're not meant to really do that. You don't do that. Yeah. And I definitely see women do that and it's awful. Um, so I definitely did not want to tell people about some awful procedure. It really wasn't that bad. Everyone was very professional and uh, they were all very understanding and helpful and it was it was as 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 discomforting as it was and as sort of in, in a sense it was a little bit humiliating and, and uh dehumanizing well really, i mean it, uh, that, that's there. the nature of uh operations though you do feel it, like it you really feel is, violated yeah. after because yeah, you because especially you, if you you've been meet. under anesthetic or whatever you wake up and you know some like part of your leg has been um shaved and there's like markings on your right on you and stuff you just feel like you've been treated like a piece of meat you know like and you weren't which essentially you are you're just you're just meat that they want to send home in in similar or better condition to the way yeah. they received it that's pretty much but it. it's it's pretty um, incredible the day and age that oh yeah i think they have to have this distance though in a sense it's part of their training to to, I, to, I think to that, kind of see your problems right. as yeah things that need to be fixed but and... they, they also i think especially the nurses like in a way the doctors especially the the, the like in the theater they only see you come in, they do the operation, you go. The nurses are the ones who have to deal with you being scared or anxious or being in pain. Afterwards, they've got to deal with you pressing the buzzer of a few minutes and saying, I need water, you know, all this kind of crap. So they need to appear very caring. They need to be very pleasant right off the bat. And then they need to forget about you when you walk out the door because they can't build up in their head concern for all these people coming in and everything. You know, it, it's, a, it's very tough. Um, but they were all incredible. They were incredible, really. All the people that were there. And you know what else surprised me? Um, actually, it didn't surprise me at all, but it, I think it, people need to think about this. When people talk about foreigners coming over here and taking their jobs, I don't want to get political. I, I really don't want to on this podcast because I know people don't like it. I saw out of probably the 30 people that I dealt with at the hospital yesterday, two people, two who were white and English. Everybody else was... Uh, either English and not white, or had come from another country. Wow. And it was literally all the people in the operating theater, apart from the anesthetist, were uh, were n not white. And I thought, you know, in, in some people's minds, all these people should be sent back where they came from. And uh, no, no, we wouldn't They're have a fucking health service. Professionals. Like, that's, we wouldn't have a fucking health service. We're not, we're not producing enough It's just ridiculous. here. They have to reach out abroad to get well, people who know what they're doing in. It's market forces, right? So, for example, I know that the Philippines exports, if you like, a lot of nurses. Um, Three of the nurses partly, I saw yesterday were, were Philippines. Yeah, because I think they have this... It's almost like a kind of cultural thing where they have a lot... Actually, a lot of nursing schools in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. And you, you go there and you train as a nurse and you go... Um, away as a as a temporary or or a worker to 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 a foreign country and you work there and it's it's partly because there's not many jobs there locally but also I think relative to income levels it pays quite well even though I'm sure we pay the nurses not very much at all right but it's it's this thing where almost the Philippines is not a country that you think of in the global stage as this large place yet there are filipino nurses all over the place yeah. yeah and there's something also it's something like i think nail salons are the other thing that is it vietnamese people yeah, yeah. like some, something like all of the nail salons in america or some huge amount like 80 percent of nail salons are run by vietnamese immigrants so it's one of these things where they actually 
they have a big culture of it in Vietnam and it's something which they've got a big community of people doing in America. So there's lots of support for it. And it's like, oh, you know, I know someone who's opened a nail salon. We can tell you how to do it. This is this is exactly like the guide you need to... It's almost like opening a franchise of McDonald's, I guess, or something, you know. Um, it's, it's kind of this strange phenomenon, right? So I, th- I think you've got to understand that when there are people willing to come here and work for not very much what's the incentive for us to pay them or what's the incentive for us to to train up and be be paid not so much you know i think i think like that it is the market that's caused this in a sense mm-hmm. and it's a strange phenomenon but i i don't want to criticize what 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 we i i, I think that we need to pay these these people properly and fairly for what they do yeah. um and I, I'm, I, I sympathize with both sides. I, th- I think that teachers and nurses and these these kind of jobs for a long time were, especially before the pandemic, were looked down on a little bit. Um, whereas, in fact, I think they're some of the most important jobs in society, you know, and they, they are hard jobs too, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you can imagine like a calling. teaching every yeah, day yeah. and nursing every day. God, that's like a, that's like a hard job, you know, yeah. not like sitting on the fucking like 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 spending half an hour in the photocopier room just like smoking like pretending that oh the photocopier's broken you know just hiding in there you know or browsing your phone it's like it's like in the toilet where you're you know where your boss is not not there for the day it's like it's like i don't know it's not it's not the same is it really nope. mm-hmm. it's like people you can't you can't slack off as a nurse no or a teacher yeah, that's really. A really important that's a tough one. one okay so this week's sponsor for the trifles podcast it's express vpn wow that's right you can get three months free uh at expressvpn.com slash triforce lewis could you perhaps put it in the form of a uh, an analogy that would make sense to me a humble yeah imagine man. you've got a sheet mm. and right. it covers everything uh-huh. uh, but that sheet has a hole in it oh my which God. anyone can look through right. and see your if, if you're not using a VPN, you're mm. basically just flopping your cock and balls... Brightly painted orange, yeah. ...out of a sheet for everyone to see. You know, why not get a little patch? Uh, right. Pa- sew it over there just to keep it secret and keep it safe right. from prying eyes. But how is my big throbbing cock then going to burst out of the sheet if it's sewn closed, I'm wondering? Well, you can do that if you want. But if you wanted right. to keep your giant... Uh, Todger. Pul- pulsating <laughs> member <laughs> private, you could Josh. do that. <laughs> right. This is what happens when they let us do our own adverts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they love it. Oh, uh, so yeah, if you want to stay private online, you can visit expressvpn.com slash Triforce today. Yeah. VPN, remember, stands for visible penis? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like that. Expressvpn.com slash Triforce. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we'll carry on. Well, would you like some uh, change of pace news? Change of pace. What's what's next on the list of things you've done? Yeah, go on, give us the next news. Oh no, I've done nothing. This is just something that oh. happened. Logan Paul bought two million dollars worth of Pokemon cards. Right. Wow. Sure, he did. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's, that's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Well, well, he's he's rich. He's a ridiculous though. person. I mean, it's. But if you wanted to, like, I just can't think of anything like it. It's so many things at once that I hate. It's Logan Paul, straight <laughs> off the bat. Right. It's rich people blowing their money on stupid shit just because they can, and then, you know, also telling people that if they're poor, they need to suck it up. It's buying fucking Pokemon cards with that money, which is which is also ridiculous. And it's doing it purely for content. There has to be a cheaper way to, to create content than blowing $2 million 
on fucking Pokemon cards. It basically oh, it's I all see. my all my trigger points in one in one news story. So because well, like well when done. I heard that, I thought that must be a lot of Pokemon cards, right? But no, apparently like sometimes there's like one box is like half a million dollars. Yeah, it's ridiculous because this it's got some really rare stuff in it. It's like fucking. I feel like when like ten years ago, I should have gotten into Bitcoin and dogecoin and fucking pokemon cards mm. you know these things they just they i feel like it's i feel like it's too late now right it's too late for it's all these things. Late. but it's that's what late. i thought 10 years ago i thought uh, 10 years ago i thought ah they're making documentaries about bitcoin it's not gonna go anywhere like do you know what I mean and all these other things and i don't know i caught you constantly go through life seeing things that you think oh if only i'd kept my things i was i was too old for Pokemon cards, right? At school, at school when Pokemon cards came out yeah. and stuff, I was in sick form or whatever. So I was kind of like past it at that Same. point. And, and I, they, they were never something that I was interested in. But I guess Logan Paul maybe was secretly he's a nerd or something. Um, and now he's just, because he's just so ludicrously rich, he can just do that as an investment. And they're not going to lose value, right? Pokemon cards. Pokemon's going nowhere. You know, don't see Pokemon ruining its reputation anyhow, do you? They're not adding like anything too weird, like a dick Pokemon or anything. You know, it's all going to stick around forever. It's not going to offend anyone. Well, maybe some of the old ones will actually. But mm. do you know what I mean? It's like... It's, it's, it's Pokemon's going to stick around for 20 years. They're going to keep making Pokemon cards. People love card games more than ever. You can't That's, know that. I mean, look at Pogs. I don't Pogs. know. It feels like look you can't Pogs. go wrong, though. Pogs felt like, like a, a huge thing. Who the fuck cares about Pogs anymore? Yeah. I mean, it's it's you're either into it or you're not, right? Like, you can't you can't look back and be like, oh, I wish I would have, like, gotten into that or done this or whatever. Like, it just, just doesn't serve you in any way, right? Like, you just have to, like, move forward. No regrets. Do the, wait, wait for the thing that you actually like to, you know, to to pop off, as they say, or, or yeah, not. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Exactly. People make it, people have Bitcoins that are, are worth a lot. Okay, cool. Like if you were, if you understood it back then and you, and you invested in it and you got into it and now you, you're lucky it's, it's, it's paid off for you. Cool. Like, I, I mean, I'm not at all interested in that. I would never bother with anything like that. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I, there's Slow just other things I want to do, like um, yeah. play Minecraft and stuff. So I mean, also think about all those people who bought Star Wars toys when they first came out, yeah. kept them in the boxes, yeah. never touched them. They, they must have been adults at the time who thought, if I wait 50 years, this stuff will be worth a fortune. And sure. they carefully bought and saved all that stuff, kept it in mint condition. I mean, it's sucking all the fun out of life. If you treat everything that you purchase as... <clears throat> is this going to be an investment? Is this worth storing in a vault somewhere? Just do it with regular stuff. I don't, Buy some yeah, wine. I don't like. I don't like this do. like sort of emphasis on stuff as well. Like I try not to like. the The only thing that I have that that uh, like I would miss if I didn't have it is my computer because I use it all right. the time. But I don't yeah, have yeah. anything else valuable like you know that stuff. You know I haven't. I don't collect anything. I don't have like anything that's overly sentimental, you know what I mean? Like I, I'd rather just go through my whole life not worrying about stuff and just concentrating like on, 
you know, maybe people or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I would never just buy something with a name to like, oh, this is going to be worth something one day. I'm going to sell this. <laughs> like, I like for some people, I get it. Yeah, that's fun and 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 fair play to you. But that it's 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 not for me. And I would never. I I I, I, I agree with you, but I, I am slightly different in that I I do hoard things. Yeah. That mean something to me. So I have a lot of comics and a lot of books and role playing stuff and old games and things that remind me of being younger yeah and i i hold on to them and i also have some fucking dvds like i don't know why i still and cds yeah i but mean these cds i had at university yeah and i just there's an attachment there for me that you know that i i hate throwing old things away i haven't added much lately like i don't buy that much uh, in terms of comics and stuff like sure. that but the stuff that i did have yeah like my old version of car wars and all the old auto dealer quarterly magazines. I still got loads of those. Yeah, I'm not so. saying I don't have any of this stuff. I do. Like, right. but and and like I'm just as guilty. Like, I wouldn't say I'm a hoarder, but like if I get something, it just goes into the a pile like next to my shelf or whatever. And you know, occasionally I get angry that it's there because it's like in in the way at certain points or whatever. And it's mm. not stuff that I ever go back and look at again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna go back and like organize my dvd collection or anything like that like right i know i have it i might watch it again at some point or whatever but the likelihood is there's that that thing is just forgotten and is just occupying space somewhere yeah but that space is kind of written off anyway because i'm too lazy to do anything about You're it right i wouldn't go out of my way to chuck all of this stuff out but at the same right. time if i was going to be sort of regretful of anything i i would i would be of the mind like why why am i not just chucking this stuff out like why why am i so mm. attached to this stuff and why do i why do i need it i don't ever look at it you know what i mean like i don't ever think about it it's just there you know so are you, you're sort of a mary kondo ish if it doesn't bring me joy i'm gonna it, say thank you and get rid of it yeah but that's not like it's not at the forefront of my mind sort of thing I, right, i'd right. say okay. now i'm more like if we're if we go to to town and we're we, we're shopping or whatever and my kids are like can i get this or can i get that my mindset's different like i'll be like yeah okay sure but for me it's like yeah i'm gonna throw that out in a week like when they're done mm. with it like this is gonna be fun for them they want to just like acquire this thing and that's the fun. And then they'll, they'll right. get home and play with it for like an hour or whatever. But next week I'm going to chuck it well, out. Well, my mum, my mum's way of dealing with that for me, I remember very well, is anytime I wanted anything new, she would make me chuck something out. Right. right? So I would always be like wrestling with myself because I feel like as a kid, I didn't have that much stuff. <laughs> in a sense. To me, it didn't feel like a lot, but to her, it, it sort of was a lot of mess. And so as a result... I was always wrestling with that. I guess like I'm the same, and I guess it, the, the the extreme end of it is hoarding and never throwing anything yeah. away. Um, and you see those kind of people, and you can see the rationale for that, right? Where you think, oh, well, you know, it's horrible to have that feeling that you think, oh, I really need that thing, but I threw it away. But so I, I I'm the same. I don't tend to chuck stuff away. I tend to build up stuff yeah. and put it in put it in boxes in case. I'm going to play that board game or that thing yeah. again. And the other thing is, like, actually, it feels bad to throw these things away because you want to take them to a charity shop. You know, I've got, like, a whole... I've got, like, three full bags of stuff, like old books and Yeah, board well, like, games books and game games and stuff like that, if I wasn't going to use them, um, yeah, I would just give them to, like, a charity place. But, to, like, need to take those to most the of the shop. stuff that I have is, like old wires and stuff like, <laughs> like right. old like old adapters for like yeah. stuff i don't even use anymore you never like know HDMI when you're cables that, though, and right? like i've got boxes God. full of this shit yeah, but, it's, but it's so satisfying to think oh shit 
I've got this thing that needs to charge or whatever and I need a cable for it. I wonder if I've got one. And you go in your fucking cable drawer and full, sure, it's full of like snakes. It that never don't do feels anything, good though because you always feel like you're compromised. Like, I've got this, I've got the cable, but it's about 10 feet too short. But I'll make it work because I got the cable. Like, rather than just fucking throwing that out and just getting a new one that actually will, like, you know, perfectly cover yeah. you for the purpose. Yeah. Or it's got to go through an adapter or something. Yeah. It's got, like, two cables into each other. And you're like, well, maybe this will work. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's, like, a, there's a bunch of things like that. But, like, I, I like the idea of separating yourself from, like, material stuff as much as you can. Obviously, it's, like, it, it's... I'm not saying like become nature boy and like go and smother yourself in dirt and have no no belongings whatsoever. Like I like to have some stuff, but I like the idea that I can be sort of divorced from from stuff generally. You know what I mean? Like I think a good example of something you can buy which suddenly gives you lots of stuff is like Lego. Yeah, like that's that's the thing where it's suddenly you've got this thing that you've spent a lot of time assembling, it feels like a pain in the ass to disassemble yeah. it. I, might, like, I feel like my kids are the same need as, somewhere to put as it. me in some ways too, because even with Lego, and I know some people will buy Lego, they'll put it together and then they'll display it somewhere or whatever. But my, my son's not like that with his Lego. Like the 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 fun of Lego is is building it for him. So like he'll follow the instructions, he'll build it. He'll play with it a little bit, take it apart and like remake parts of it or something or change things around or whatever. And then he's done. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he doesn't have to like set it up on a shelf when it's done and all this stuff, you know, like most of it just gets wrecked and then goes into the big bin of Lego where, you know, there's about 10 different sets worth of mixed Lego in there now. I wonder at what age that will change over, though, and he'll become proud of his creations and not want to take them apart, because that definitely happened to me. I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe it'll come, but maybe it won't. I was never like that. I I was always very much like... I used to build Lego. I used to play this game with my friend where we would build... I have, we had tons of Lego between us. We'd build these big elaborate bases, and then you'd have like a, like a power generator like in the middle, and... Once you built your big base, you could build like little vehicles and stuff. And we'd like set them up on opposite ends of the room, like against each other. And then we'd make like a like a little brick that was like a ball and throw it like back and forth and try to like break each other's bases. Like you had to like hit like the That's power awesome. generator sort of thing. It was really fun. Did you guys did you guys ever play a game called Crossbows and Catapults? Um, no. I've heard of that actually. It so so this was a this was in the eighties. I loved this. That game. was the sort of naming convention for board games, right? That sort of it feels like Dungeons <laughs> blah, blah, and Dragons and Crossbows blah, blah. and Catapults. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like the pre. Because if if the iPhone SEO was kingdoms of battle and yeah and wars throne of, of games of, throne of wars yeah. war of thrones yeah it's now it was yeah, yeah now it's d- a, catap- it used to be blah blah and blah blah so yeah. crossbows and catapults you had it was it was a, a red versus blue and you each had a catapult that was powered by an elastic band and a crossbow that was also powered by an elastic band it was generally you had to play it on a smooth floor so either a hardwood floor or the kitchen surface or something like that, or on a very large table. And you had bricks and little ramparts and stuff. And you built your little castle and they built theirs. And you had to launch these little discs, little hard plastic discs at each other's walls with the objective of knocking their wall down. And I think there was a goal, like a a particular standard or something that you had to knock over to win. It was a fucking banger of a game. I loved it. Nice. I loved it. See, these, these, I've looked at a picture of it. 
the walls are made of basically fake Lego bricks. Yes. yes. Um, and so, I mean, you as a kid, I'm sure, Sips, you're... You probably saw adverts for this fucking game on TV or somewhere. Maybe. Or like, some... We just like we just did it ourselves. Like it was just a fun game that we used. To, like we used to play it all the time. Like like if we were just at somebody's house. Like and we like into our teens as well. Sometimes we'd just like be at somebody's house or whatever, and we just bust out Lego and just play play that game. Like it was always like the sort of staple thing that we did. I can imagine it getting quite sort of deeply strategic. Like the meta well, no, of but it, the whole like know. Lego talk thing came from that because I remember so many times we'd all be just like hanging around building lego not really concentrating on what we were saying to each other or like singing dumb songs and not you know like you have those moments where you're like you know changing the lyrics to a song while you're building lego because but you're not paying attention and then suddenly you're like what did he just fucking say and then you're just like all laughing but you're like deliriously tired from like building lego or whatever it was just lots lots of that like it was good times but um sort of just like reinforcing the point that like i never built anything in lego for it to you know last and be displayed or whatever it was very much like you built something mm. and then no you played it, it like it sort of amongst your friends in sort of a little gaming yeah, yeah. it reminds me of ben's story about how he and his friend used to play learned how to play go and um played that with each other over the course of like a year and became kind of both of them became what they thought was really really good and so then one day they went online and they were like, together, we're going to go and play online and see if we can, um, you know, because together we, we, we'd be unbeatable, right? Because right? we played this game for ages. And they made like two moves in a Go game against this online opponent. And he just said, have you guys ever played? Have you, sorry, have you ever played the game before you knew? <laughs> they played so, they so weirdly and like badly. Well, yeah, actually, but I mean, when they, you all... and they didn't even know like basic yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, but about... when you play a game in isolation like that, the there's like your your meta between you and your friends is so different, isn't it? To like what the like a larger you know sampling of people are playing, right? So like I can see. But also, how it can it's, it's more of um, a globally like like chess. I guess you have to, in order to be good, you have to understand what's what strategies yeah. have come before. You can't just look at a chess. No, yeah, like, a brand like, new chess player needs to study a century of chess. Yeah. As opposed it would, it to, it would be like if you're starting items in Dota. I mean, we we actually like I do the in houses on a on a Tuesday where we get new players in and, and they play for our amusement. And in the last few weeks. We've had brand new players in, like brand new. Like there was a guy who had never played a game before and he bought two magic ones, uh, <laughs> sorry, two magic sticks. So that's not sure. a thing. Like the moment you see that in Dota, you're like, okay, this person has no idea what they're doing. Very simple. One very simple thing and you would automatically know. Yeah. Or just like what the items they build are and what regen they bought and everything and how they level their hero. It's the same deal. Like there's just a way to play certain games that is... It's not even min-maxing. It's just like, it would be like if your second move in chess was to move your king forward. It's like, what? What, like, it, what well, are you doing? Exactly. I would imagine that like Ben and his friend had some real insights into the game, you know, that they'd learned. But it, it was kind of trumped by the fact that, you know, century, that someone who just picked up one Go book and read it right. for 10 minutes had probably new basic opening that they didn't know right imagine like if you were a footballer i'm sure as a footballer there's loads of stuff to read right and you have to study right but it feels like you could become a footballer and just learn the game 
figure it out, get good at the physical aspects of it and never have to pick up a, a book or go through a series of lessons. Yeah. You know? I'm sure the modern game does require that and probably would benefit from it, but it certainly feels different to how, you know, the, like there's like a raw talent there, right? Whereas I think that the these these games where you have full information, um, like chess are... It's something you just have to put such an incredible amount of, of work into. It's because I, because I was talking to, ch- about, to various people about chess this week, and people are so interested in chess. You know, it's we talked about it a couple of weeks ago as well. And um, I've been trying to, I've been playing a, a couple of games, and every time I'm like, oh, I'm so fucking hopeless at this <laughs> because I, I just, I just don't see really obvious stuff that is like I don't even see one move ahead almost. Like I can't, and I can't. Like I try and look at it, and it's like. I, I, I think of myself like Beth Harmon or whatever from that the Netflix show, and I'm like, I need some kind of drugs to just help me, like, pass the, what I'm looking at. This complexity, yeah. it's just, it's just too I much. I mean, you, you, you need to put a lot of work into chess. Like, it's like anything. Um, it, it's, but, yeah, but it's in a the lot same sense as like playing StarCraft is frustrating because I feel like there's too much. Right, I feel like at StarCraft, I'm constantly feeling like I'm not doing enough, and when right, I'm playing right. chess, I'm constantly feeling like I'm not smart enough i'm not considering everything that i want to try and consider right even like to a satisfactory level it's like i'm not able to really like uh, like, like I mean, get for, my for head me, around anything to, for me any that there is a fundamental difference obviously between chess and starcraft in one of them if you if, if you start off playing chess games with a long amount of time to get the hang of it, it it would be like um like you give yourself time to think and you just play enough games and you start to see the same kinds of patterns and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a good chess player. I, I am not a good chess player. But I, I play pretty much every day against the computer and I'm playing against the 1200 opponent and I beat her maybe one time in three. Just playing against these computer opponents gives you some practice. Whereas in StarCraft, I'm never going to be good at it because, it, like you said, I, I don't have that level of micro and macro. Yeah. I can't click that quickly. Like It would be like trying to learn chess by playing just three-minute blitz chess and just like it would be insane so you could just step back and play a much slower game and that helps try that yeah because it is a, it is a really good game also there's no books you can't buy a book on chess and sit down and read starcraft, oh, starcraft. Oh, starcraft. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you can just learn openings and and counters and stuff if you really want sorry for being a little low-key today i, I was quite heavily sedated no no <laughs> you're not no, at all no it's fine it's nice to just sort of um have a have, have a nice chat i'm i'm like also a bit low-key today i'm just like it's just one of those days tired you know it's empathy sips it's it's empathy yeah if something happens to one corner of the triforce the other corners also feel i'm uh, i'm like a chameleon like i'm 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 sort of Oh. I'm reading the room. I can detect. I don't think of some low keyness, so I am low keying myself. Having corners, I don't think triangle has corners. I think it has like apexes or vertexes no. or vertices, or R- vertices something yeah. like that. I don't think it has. Co- I, I wouldn't say like a sixty degree angle is a corner. I don't think he was uh, aiming for like uh, for technically being correct. I think he was just. You, you know. You've just actually me about a throwaway yeah, yeah. comment, but let, let's um, figure it out. I think it is a corner. Let's talk about the corners. Open P flax. I just you... I just wouldn't have used that to. I just don't think of a, the trifles as having corners. Right. Well, I think if you be, I'm thinking if you look at if you look at a triangle, three triangles can fit into the angles. Like where each of those angles has a triangle in it. Like if if you look at the triforce, you wouldn't say that. For instance, if you drew a triangle now 
and fit three smaller triangles inside it. There'd be a hole in the middle. That's the, the power of friendship in the middle there. And then you've got, I believe Lewis is the top triangle. Sips is the bottom left triangle and I'm the bottom right triangle, right? right? So we are tucked into the corners of the inner triangle, the larger Triforce triangle. We are the three corners. So what I mean, because you and Sips and me and you and me and Sips all share a side. But we don't all share a corner. Each corner is no, unique to No, you are absolutely right. But you're going to tell but, me why I'm wrong. No, you're not. You're not wrong. But in my head, for some mm. reason, I only like a corner if it's like, like a ninety a degree. 90 I like putting angle. a square sofa in a corner or whatever, or a square table in oh, it up so against you're, the you're corner. So you're like thinking more of furniture arrangement rather than. I, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Well, let us know in the comments what you think. Not that I give a shit. Had to respond to some bullshit already. People listing after last week, what was, what? I said that the British film industry. I said, give me examples of films made in the last five years with British money that were basically made for British audience. Right. People were listing me films made. One guy listed Train Spotting. It was made in the fucking nineties. In the nineties. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find more recent examples. Like for me, um, particularly, I just don't watch a lot of film anymore. I like I tend more to watch TV series and stuff like that, uh, of I've which there's plenty of examples of, of good uh, British stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, we're, yeah, <clears throat> but yeah. actual films like that that get released into theater and stuff like that, I'm not, I'm just not into them much anymore. I don't, I don't really sit down and watch full full movies anymore. Like I, wow. I'm good for like an hour. I, w I watch a movie like every day. I'd say. I'm, yeah. I love it. No, I mean, I, 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 I could probably watch the equivalent of a movie every day in terms of like you know following tv shows or whatever but i just um i don't know what's coming out i don't know what's come out i've missed a whole bunch of stuff i feel like being somebody who's not really into it i feel like there's so many superhero movies coming out that i'm just not interested in i just not i'm not into well, them at all yeah i i think they peaked like yeah when 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 endgame yeah um, it feels like happened. every movie that comes out is some marvel you know, wank fest, and I just I, right. I get that people like it, and I'm I'm happy that they do, but I I just don't, and it just like I'm not saying that's the sole reason I've been put off movies, but that just seems to be what's big right now. You know, like yeah, that's what's yeah. coming out, and I'm too stupid, I guess, to like find other stuff that's coming out, or just not interested enough, so I just watch TV instead. I mean, if you look at the Marvel stuff, I think you had all these great. I, I personally really loved the the, the MCU buildup from like. You know, when you had like the, the the new Iron Man movie came out and that seemed to change their approach. Mm. And I think Iron Man and, was such a great character and, and Robert Downey Jr. was so good. And then you had like the Captain America movies. But initially yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. Ah, Captain America, they'll be boring. But they were really good. And then the Avengers movies were really good. And the Thor movies were really good. And I thought, wow, this is really something. And then they kept adding stuff like, you know, new movies like the, uh, the, the, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and everything. As a collection of movies... Honestly, I, I can't think of a string of blockbusters with a single theme and coherent characters like that. No. That was as good or successful or rewatchable. Like, it was incredible. But all those actors then got sick of playing those characters and wanted to go do new things, mm -hmm. which is understandable. And then the supporting cast who replaced them, essentially, they didn't want to do a reboot. They didn't want to say, right, we're going to start again from scratch with all new characters, because it's like, you can't do that. It's taken 15 years or 20 years or whatever to build up this catalog of films yeah yeah so they took some of those supporting actors or ca characters who perhaps weren't that interesting or that important and made them the, the start of new new sort of series and i was like no I, I don't i'm out like i'm tapped out i've done it like I, you you've already done what i thought was like a, a really good i mean these were blockbuster movies you can't analyze them as art house flicks these were huge big budget movies with big name actors and stars and everything and the fact that they had this plot that ran over all these movies and wrapped up 
nicely I, I was astounded i thought it was a really really impressive achievement yeah uh, for hollywood yeah no i think but now i'm done i am finished i am done no more superheroes thank you yeah yeah i know i i, I get it like and again and i like i i understand why people like it so much and, and follow and stuff but it's just um like i think you can I don't get bored hate of a genre. superheroes i've watched you know like daredevil i enjoyed that on netflix and I, like, I think there is a little bit of burnout with it with with all of that stuff i think i think i went through a phase of watching the, the trying to watch the best movie ever you know yeah and if you watch these highly rated movies they tend to be like they get pretty heavy pretty quick and it's like you know this movie's about aids this movie's about autism this movie's about a teenager with cancer this movie's about a dad whose child's being abducted this movie's about pedophiles this movie's about i don't know do you know what i mean yeah, and suddenly yeah. it's like you, you're in this like pretty uh, there's not that many kind of comedy movies that aren't just zany and hangover and wacky kind of throwaway garbage. I don't know. Like, like most movies are to, to take themselves a bit more seriously. And I don't know. Sometimes I don't want that. And sometimes also it's a little bit the same with a book. Like you read a bad book and it puts you off doing it for a while, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you have to kind of overcome that. But actually there are some really amazing movies out there coming out all the time. Oh yeah. And I know like independent film and stuff like I'm sure there's tons, but I, I, I feel like you just sort of have to be into it, which I'm not really. It is also more of an effort to actually sit down and try and watch a movie, you know, cause you tend to have to pay attention. Yeah. And as a result, like you can't just have it on in the background while you no. do something else. I mean, I've um, been watching like the expanse recently, which I've enjoyed. Actually, it's fantastic. Really enjoyed. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, but I, again, with my, like pacing it the way that I do, I don't even watch like a full episode. I watch like half an episode and then the next day I'll watch the other half and then sometimes bleed into a new episode or whatever. Like, but it's just, just, just the way that I have time to do it like, and the way I that like I consume TV is stuff, like that you know, like now though, but I mean, TV is, TV is more, it didn't, it used to be episodic mm. for reasons, you know, broadcast, but now it's. People just consume it like you do, Sips. I think that's a very... And they design that in mind. The episode kind of breaks are more just for, yeah. you know... Like, I just timed of, with real stuff, you know? Like, I I just watch stuff when I have a chance to, you know? Like, if I'm just, you know, putting the kids to bed or whatever, and that's fine. Um, I think if they... if they it, it, it makes sense for everyone to break it into chapters in the same way that a book's broken into chapters and in the same way that they've always made it in episodes yeah. and different writers can write them and different directors can direct them and as a result you end up with this you know large production which is a, a lot bigger group of people working on it rather than a singular two-hour vision you know yeah, yeah, which yeah. is kind of more of a movie certainly like but i'm constantly being recommended tv shows that i'd never fucking heard of like this week um they were talking about mythic quest which is um yeah, all right never heard of that the either. the um, like Robert McKellery, the guy from Always Sunny, did like a, a TV show with Ubisoft. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, about a, a game dev company, and apparently it's pretty crap. But one of the episodes is really, really good at the middle somewhere, which was written by you know someone. They're all written by different people, and you know it's all that's how it works. So some of them are probably better than others but yeah apparently like that's something which I, i'm gonna watch because it's certainly interesting to me um but i didn't even know that it existed until this week and i guess like there must be so much stuff out there that we we probably would like but we don't hear yeah you just need to be recommended it or, or look like i mean like again like i would never have watched i love dark and i would never have watched it had i not been recommended it you know like i'd browsed past it numerous times 
like looking through Netflix and it just didn't appeal. They try and get you by changing the thumbnail. All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They change them constantly to make it look like it's a different show or there's a new season or something. It's called A-B testing, P-Flex. A-B testing. Okay. Do you remember remember when when, uh, the boys came out and for for ages, Amazon had ads on running on Twitch that said the episode, uh, the boys, new episodes available now. For like a year after the first season had come out and had run its course, they ran the same ads. Oh, right. It made me go back and check multiple times that there were new episodes of The Boys. And there were not. Right. There were not. Right. So I think they need to be more careful with their Well, yeah, I mean, maybe they're not reading their your data as much as they should. Because quite honestly, like, I constantly get recommended adverts for shows on Amazon Prime that I've already watched on Amazon Prime. It's like I've finished all the episodes and it's like, new series of The Expanse. And I'm like... I know, I've seen this. Right. <laughs> you don't have it's to show weird, me an ad for it again, fuck's sake. <laughs> so read my SEO better, internet. Yeah. Get, get my watch history on board. Don't show Are we me... asking for them to take more of our data? Is I, that what's I, happening? I you should be yes. watching me closer. Still my data better, you chumps. Jeez. I've painted my cock and balls orange. <laughs> I've taken a picture of myself with a white sheet. Uh. Now make sure you're scared that and understand post it on the internet send it to your girlfriend send, send some dick and and, and do pics. it well tit pics well i'm glad to hear you're you're you you're still with us Flex. i hope you get to have a shower in a few days yeah, Fuck, yeah. that's weird isn't get it some of that yeah. blood off of you. It's, it's grim yeah can you have a sponge bath like around well, just the problem is the area that needs the most washing is the area that i can't wash you gotta because... have one of those like really deep hot red dead baths you know like that they're just like absolutely steaming like that's you, what I'm gonna go just for like a with, full the, with dunk. the hand job. Yeah, with yeah. the hand job as well. Nice. That's what I'm gonna wow. go for after. So on, I guess probably Sunday evening or, or Monday morning, I'll uh, I'll do that. But yeah, for the time being, I just gotta let everything heal, and I can already see the bruising forming. So I'm just gonna chill. Yeah. Uh, just have a good for, old... for the weekend. Have you seen this uh, this new game that's out called Valheim? Have you seen this? I did. It actually looked quite interesting because yeah. I saw like that would be bants. You know, play that with the lads will be kind of bants, but. Uh, I'm I'm so deep into Tarkov. I'm up to I'm I've I've almost I'm halfway to my goal of a hundred million rubles this wipe. Wow, so I've got like 50, you're at fifty million? million. I'm at like fifty two, and once I log in and sell all the bitcoins and stuff that have been made while I was away, probably closer to fifty five. And holy uh, crap, that's crazy! I'm just constantly like hovering around one million. Like I just haven't been ratting. I've just been trying oh, to man. like take gear out and stuff, and it is not I've had working. Some, some crazy runs. I've killed a lot of chads this wipe. A lot of chads. What just with like just with like basic crap like with like the the PPSH. Or I've I've sort of start I the ran papush. A, the papush. I've been taking some very little like MP7s uh, or or MP9 submachine guns in and just trying to burst down one Chad. Uh, I've also God the other day I killed all the raiders like the entire set and glue. Oh, that's nice. That's a great. So feeling, it's just yeah. a lot of money. Like and and because people are like, what are you going to do with all those guns? I just sell them. So like yeah. every time I come back with three or four guns, I I left away the other day with I'm not kidding seven guns. Uh, that I'd taken off. I came into this, this was, this was, I, one of the things I love to do is a sort of Columbo style crime scene put together. I'm like, all right, chief, what do we got? Well, looks like this guy came in here and killed the Raiders. 
And then this guy surprised him when he was looting him. And then this other guy <laughs> yeah. came in and thought he was going to clean up. And that's when our shooter turned up. And that oh, was I me. love that. I love when you turn up to an area that you could hear the whole time being hot and it's so corpsey. And there's just like oh. all these scraps left over on them. Um, but this time there was one You're guy like left. Like a vulture turning yeah, up. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's I literally vulture it. Yeah. But this one guy was left looting. He obviously thought, oh, I got it all. And I killed him with the papush. And then I had everything. So I just went over all the corpses, taking all the stuff. I filled a nade box with grenades. I have two full money cases. I have to get a third money case. It's ridiculous. God I've just damn. got so much fucking money. But it's not like I'm just going in with a with a hatchet. Like I'm I'm I could I you know, I'm just keep wearing Chad's armor back in and trying to get the stuff. But yeah, I still don't have any. Keys. The Chad. Oh no. No, no, no. Oh, no. P Yeah, I love talking. Oh, it is great. Yeah, I've been playing it too. I actually just sold a whole bunch of shit in my inventory while we were podcasting. <laughs> it's the, nice. It's like my my weekly um inventory clear out. It's the butt clear out. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Really all right. Well, I hope you guys are all doing all right as the lockdown continues. Yeah, um, we're, we're just out of lockdown now. We've just come out of lockdown again. Like stores and congrats. stuff are open again. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Well, there's still... only 80 active cases here, but around Christmas time, there was over a thousand. So it's gone down like crazy. It's like everyone. Jeez. Yeah. Well, shout out to the Isle of Man who have zero cases. Yeah. So. Well done. Well, Guernsey Guernsey yeah. had zero for the longest time and now they're having like a big outbreak. They are like three hundred cases or something. Yeah. I love how I love the rivalry. I love the like between the little islands. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a local derby, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking Guernsey. Have you ever been to Guernsey? Yeah, of course I have. It's like they're they're talking about building a tunnel from here to Guernsey. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, they want to build a what, tunnel. A tunnel? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, as opposed to a bridge. Yeah, they got um, nothing better to spend all the millions that they that they rake tax in. Tax saving yeah, money. So they're just going to um, build a tunnel. Genius. Between Guernsey and Jersey. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. All right, yeah. Let's well, call it go. a day. Well, yeah. I'm going to go play some Pokemon cards. All right. Yeah, right nice. See you all next week. <laughs> Bye. See you later. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Bye.